everyone, and welcome to another episode of Zing This. Hey, I got one that time. I know. I can't. I can't do it every time. I know. Well, you got me, Zinger, and I'm Ellie. So we've got some stuff to catch up on, real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wanted to kind of start with this one because this one was one that I, I kind of called, and I wish I had recorded it, and we had recorded and talked about it, so I could have knocked up another, you know, notch in my. I called predicted. It. Called right. it. <laughs> Are your your called it belt? <laughs> my my. Someone better pick up that phone. Because I called it. Cricket, cricket. <laughs> I was like... Yeah, that joke was that bad. <laughs> forced laughter. Anyways, um, <laughs> Far Cry 5. Yes. So it was announced. Mm-hmm. They did like the, like I guess, preview trailer thing that was only like really short. And it showed the, the you know, wide open spaces of the of the west and everything and everyone was you know before the trailer came out thinking oh it's going to be a western to go against red dead red dead possibly because they said it was set in the west that's what i thought yeah well they showed the trailer and it shows a body flowing down a river it shows a church and i noticed something about the church there's a propane tank and power lines and i'm like that's pretty modern Mm -hmm. so i was like that's kind of interesting so i kind of was thinking about it for a little bit and i'm like well here's the thing i'm wondering I'm guessing that it's set in a modern day. It's just set in the West. Right. And that the villains, my guess, this was before they announced it, my guess was either religious fanatics or a cult of some sort. And lo and behold, they released the trailer. And what's in the trailer? A crazy religious group. Yes. Religious fanatics AK, or a cult. So right. it's kind of one of those things I was like, huh. Well, and and I mean to be honest, I being that it's set in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and um, you know and everything, I, I couldn't have, I couldn't think of really what else it would be. Yeah, true. I mean, th- maybe some other groups and that sort of thing, but I just that's that was the the most um, I guess logical conclusion. Yes, exactly. So, so, so you're, what what you're doing right now is you're trying to steal my thunder. <laughs> that the, I, you I, did, but you did say it. See, I, I was a witness. You did there, call There that. was proof that I kind of mentioned that. Yeah. And then they announced it. And I was like, oh, we didn't have any record this week that I could have put that <laughs> on. Unless I just put out like a two-minute record of me going, I'm calling this. It's okay. You right still now. called it. So that's that's cool. So I, I, I'm excited about that game. Far Cry's have always been a lot of fun for me. And I've enjoyed them. Some more than others, but I'm right. not. None, none of them have been all out completely bad, in my opinion. Well, so. Oh, no. Yeah, I agree with you, too. So except for Primal, I've just not played that one. But the other three and four, I did really. I like. played Primal. I, I kind of liked it. It's, okay. it's you got to be. You kind of got me in the mindset for it. Okay. Yeah. But anyways, we got some other, I guess, video game slash movie news. So apparently, Tom Holland is going to be Nathan Drake in hmm. an upcoming prequel movie. Apparently, it's supposed to take place before the games. Once <laughs> I was pointed out, because I think we both had, you know, about I a five-minute argument about yes, it. Because I was actually... We were confused and we were angry. I was throwing out the haterade. <laughs> we were confused and angry. And then I read another thing and I'm like, oh, he's playing a young, younger, very, very younger Drake. And we're all like, okay, okay, okay. Which I'm still... Eh, but it's... I don't know. He's he's not what I imagine as the young Drake, but mm. 
Well, it's, I we'll I can see. I can see it. I can see it. It makes it doesn't. Like I said, I can see where it's coming from. So at least there's that. But on the other hand, if I may play devil's advocate real quick, mm-hmm. we've been supposedly getting a uncharted movie for years. So who's to say that this will get more off the any more off the ground? Right. I said, not trying to hope ill on it, but at the same time, we've been told stuff before. Because I think Marky Mark was cast for the longest time as was supposed to be playing Drake in a movie. I can't see that either. Yeah. No. Eh, who knows. But moving on to some stuff that is, some more stuff. Sequels, actually. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Ellie, are you ready to go to the danger zone? Oh, I won't do any more. I don't want to get copyright. I don't even know what that you were trying to do with that. What so. do you mean? Danger zone, you know. Sure. I don't know what part you're trying to do of it right now. But anyways, that's not the point. The point is Top Gun 2 is like a sequel that I mean, want to talk about years later. Why? Tom Cruise is selling right now? Hmm. Tom t- Tom Cruise stock is up right now. Bye bye bye. I mean, don't get me wrong. Top Gun was an awesome movie, but I just I'm like, why now? Who knows? I I just worry about them playing volleyball and breaking a hip. <laughs> well, yeah, because I guess if it's um if it's supposed to be well that apparent- many years later. Apparently, it's not going to be called Top Gun 2, though. Right. Maverick is apparently supposedly supposed to be the title. Right. So maybe he... Idea. I, I don't know. Do I want to count this as a prediction on something? Whatever. We'll go for it. All right. He is a grizzled old, like, general or something and right. has to put up with, you know, a ton of hot shots like he a used to be. A new Top Gun? Yeah. A ton <laughs> of hot shots like he used to be. Right. I can see it. So who's going to play the new Top Gun? I don't know. Somebody. Chris Pratt. Why not? <laughs> He's in everything else. Sure. Or Tom Holland. Why not? We've already talked about him once today. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, more movie news since we're on that topic. New Mutants, apparently, which we did talk about recently on some casting. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be... Now, if I'm telling you there's going to be a New Mutants movie, what genre do you think that's going to be? Um superhero <laughs> okay well i mean so 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 action action yes action all right all right yes. cool what if i told you it was gonna be a horror movie interesting i'm I'm kind of in the same thing i mean but at the same time have we really had a superhero horror movie comments i know will probably point out that we have but i it's just kind of it's a different take on it yeah it definitely is different so I mean, if they're trying to make a unique version of the X-Men for us, I mean, I mean, of mutants in the X-Men universe, that would definitely be the way to do it. So, definitely interesting. But speaking of comics, we're going to jump to TV real quick, where we've got an announcement. Apparently, Sin City is going to have a TV adaptation, possibly. I... Apparently it's in the works, like, as in they're shopping it around right now, so it's not, like, land on any channel, but they really mm-hmm. are really wanting to do one. So what do you think of that? Well, I think if it's on the right channel, it would do well. 
I, I will definitely agree yeah, with that. Yeah, it's got to be. It can't be the normal, like the ABC, NBC, CBS. It's got to be like AMC, an AMC. maybe? Yeah, well, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yes, I always forget which one. Um, Walking Dead, Walking Dead a- AMC. Is on. And um, pre- uh, Preacher. H- HBO or which. Stars, maybe? maybe well, maybe yeah, I can, I can see it on. HBO could probably do it really well. Because mm-hmm. then they wouldn't have the restrictions that cable TV has. Yes. So, yes. I mean, I think this is interesting, but I I feel like we're getting into an age of television and movies to where, like, every almost every other show is going to have, like, is going to be based on comics or some superhero, which I'm not complaining about. I'm just it's saying. It's definitely a lot more than it used to be. It, it is, and it's really cool. And, I mean, Sin City is definitely something that the movies did a very good job on the first one definitely and i think that there's a lot of other stories they could cover mm-hmm. so that would definitely be interesting to see that though i kind of like them to keep that black and white with some color in it yeah because that really worked just, just a splash here and yeah. there to, to really like highlight something yeah yes. that i, I like, like i said that mm-hmm. that would definitely be interesting but our final actually we have two more things tonight i always think we have we're 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 almost done, but there's there's two more things tonight. So, Castlevania on Netflix coming out very soon. Trailer very was re- trailer was released. Mm-hmm. Um, you a fan of the games at all? I've played the games. I'm in the same boat, but um, not like like a diehard fan of the games. Though. Yeah, I, but I've, the show looks awesome. Yes, they released the trailer. It is animated and yes. it. I, I really like the way it looks. Here's what I'm wondering, though, if you would like me to... I, I'm, God, I've, I've got my conspiracy hat, my, my tinfoil conspiracy hat on a lot okay. today. So my, uh, my theory is, what if this is what The Witcher is going to look like? Like, what if The Witcher is going to be another animated show similar to this, possibly? Well, that's why I said it. The Witcher could go either way. Yeah, we did discuss that, but I'm like, yeah. that would be interesting if they did the same style, because I can see it. But as for the Castlevania side of it, I know of the lore. I've played some of the games, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm kind of excited about this. Because I'm like, maybe this is a great way to get me into the genre, maybe. Well, and, and there's a lot of, um, like I've told you before, for other games, there's a lot of games that I don't want to play, but I would love to watch. Like, just sit down and just have all of the, the clips. Yeah, you, you, know? you enjoy watching me play the games on the cutscene yeah. for some games. Yeah, so there's certain games that, um, you know, maybe this will be the same thing for some other people. Maybe Castlevania is the type where you never played much of the games, but it'd be really cool just to see the story and, you know, get immersed in that part of it. So. All right, so before we get into our main topic today, we have a few things to announce. One... Next week, we will have a Wonder Woman episode. We promise next week's episode will be a Wonder Woman review. We are seeing it. We will talk about it. But you saw a movie recently (laughs) that I am going to give you 60 seconds. Oh, I don't know if I need 60. But yeah, I'll I'll try to fill out 60 seconds. Oh, okay. Bold bold statement. Maybe we should cut these down to 30. No, I got it. I'll do it. You ready? I'm up for it. All right. And... So, I saw Baywatch. Um... I, I absolutely actually loved it. It was, of course, The Rock, um, Zac Efron. I'm really sorry, but I can't remember her name. The chick from The Lightning Thief. Um, 
I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. I know who you're talking about. She's also in San Andreas, too. Yes, yes. Um, very pretty girl. Um, but typical cast. It was great. It was a lot of... Um, lot 30 of, seconds. A lot of dimensions. Um, a lot of cleavage. Some action. Some nicely placed comedy. You know, it, and some great, great cameos. But don't take it too seriously. Just go in there and enjoy Boy, it for the fun that it is. And I... I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was really funny. It made fun of itself enough to where you could still enjoy it and not take it too seriously. So I loved it. So you're saying it's a turn off your, it's, would you say it's in the same vein as 21 Jump Street? Yes. Yes. Because like I said, it does, it pokes fun at itself, but the right way. You know what I'm saying? Like it pokes Mm -hmm. fun enough to have fun with it. But then it gets back to, we're, we're still trying to tell a story here. So I am by no means saying that it is a blockbuster. Um, but it definitely, as long as you don't take it seriously and just enjoy it for what it is. If you don't want to spend the money for a theater, definitely check it out when it comes to, you know, your local red box or whatever it is that you use. Or streaming rental devices. Alright, cool. Yes. Alright, well with that, we're going to go to break. Oh, but... Sorry. Don't take your kids, though. <laughs> Definitely. Um, don't take the children. Don't take the children. I know The Rock's in it, and a lot of families like The Rock, but this is not a kid movie. You're really going over that one minute. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. So, don't take your kids. Don't take your kids. Because it obviously earns that R rating. Y- yes. There are some. Yes. All right. With Visual that- and, um, <laughs> and verbal. Verbal. So, yes. All right, with that, we're going to go to a quick break (laughs) where we will be joined by a guest to discuss the fifth element. Yes! Lilu Multipass. Do you like sci-fi, AI, and technology? Do you enjoy going on tangents and down random rabbit holes of a subject? Then join me and my friends each week on Brokebot Mountain as some artificially intelligent people attempt to walk through a maze that explores themes of existence and free thought in sci-fi TV, movies, and books. The conversations are unique and bring an unusual perspective to the genre and can literally go anywhere. And we do mean anywhere. You can find us at BlazingCaribouStudios.com or look for Brokebot Mountain on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play or anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Our topic today is the fifth element. Yay! You've got me, Zinger, here. And I'm Ellie. And we have a special guest joining us, Carrie Sims. Hey, how you doing? So, she's going to be joining us. All of us here are fans of Fifth Element. I think two of you are a little bit bigger fans than <laughs> I am of this of this <laughs> movie. So, so this should definitely be fun. This is also, um, looking it up, the 20th anniversary of this movie. Mm-hmm. And it also comes from Luke Besson, who will be doing the Valerian movie, which somebody's really excited about. Yes, this guy. Me too. So Valerian, the city of a thousand planets. So this is going to be really fun because... Yeah. Um, oh, no, it does look really good. I'm, I'm interested in seeing it as well. Yes. Um, de- definitely something that apparently everyone here is interested in, so that's great. But let's talk about one of his... 
earlier movies. Um, Fifth Element, of course, we, we all watched it and enjoyed it. So, so kind of, when were you guys first introduced to this movie? I guess let's let, let's let's start with that, and we'll go with our guests first, yes. and then Ellie. So, oh, ladies oh. first. <laughs> huh. Um. Well, let's see. This movie came out what ninety seven. Yes, I would have been teen. Let's see, ninety three. I was twenty two when this came <laughs> out. So, um, I was just fresh out of the military, and uh, I was dating, and there was this guy who was kind of cute, and uh, I kind of dug him, and he was really, he really, really wanted to go see this movie. And uh, I'm like, okay, because, you know, it's one of those things. I like Bruce Willis. And uh, at the time, I think everybody liked Bruce Willis oh, at the yeah. time. He kind of still holds up, I think. He was coming off of Moonlighting back in the 80s. And so it's like, <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm like, I like this guy. So um, I went and saw it with him. Uh, and I just, you know, it was it was a good time in my life. I was really young. You know, you're you're starting to form what kind of movies you like and it was a it was a good date that i went on so i came off of this with a little bit of a high and a good memory from it so that's where i stand all right ellie um i was fresh out of high school so similar close <laughs> um and as i've mentioned before in other episodes i was a big closet geek so i didn't really let that fly too much until after I graduated. And I just, it was the first time that I really was enjoying the fact that I loved just cheesy sci-fi movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just really nostalgic for me. It's one of the first ones that I really truly loved and, and got into. So, and I mean, it's got a great cast, of course, too. And you just can't take it very seriously. It's just one of those, it's just fun and, and happy and I, it's just I like it a lot. All right, um, I've kind of seen bits and pieces of this movie until probably around the time we started talking to each other. I think it was the mm-hmm. first time I actually legitimately sat down and watched from beginning to end. And I, I enjoy it, and I understand, you know, where all the cult, you know, classic culture comes from right. with this. So, like I said, when I when I originally saw it, I was impressed, but I saw it much later in life than. I think you you guys did. So it kind of came to me much later. And ironically, being a you know huge geek I am, I'm surprised it took me as long as it did yeah. for me to truly watch it. I feel like there's way too many things, whether it be video games or movies, that you say, I haven't seen this. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yes, this used you... to be one of them. <laughs> yes, used to be, it did. So. It did. But I, I made you come over. <laughs> so awesome. Um, so this is, like I said, I, I, I enjoyed this movie. Um, so... Let's go over kind of, you know, what our thoughts are on this movie. You know, overall, I mean, we all watched it recently. So 20 years later, what's everyone's thoughts on this movie? And once again, we'll start with Carrie again for this. Uh, Well, I think, first of all, visually it holds up. Um, There isn't a a lot of special effects in this movie um, based on what the director says. Uh, He's basically, uh, he said something like he used something uh, in the, in the likes of like 200 special effects or like 180 special effects. And in the movies he's doing now, it's, it's like 20,000 special effects. You know, it's, it's absolutely insane what he used like in a 20 year span. And he said, you know, there's a lot of scenes that are, um, uh, that he would like to like revisit and go back through. Um, but I kind of like it the way that it is. It's, Uh uh, it's a little cheesy, 
Um, but it is really beautiful. And the one thing that I remember that stuck out in my mind was the colors. The colors of orange and blue and fire. It was a visually stunning film that I kind of let go some of like the plot holes that were in this. So um, it was uh, definitely something I think that holds up today um, visually for, for sure. Um, as opposed to uh, the actual storyline itself, I like it. Um, it's it's something that is, you know, it's got a beginning, a middle, and an end. And it, you'll hear me on BrokeBot a lot saying, does it have a beginning, a middle, and an end? And if it doesn't have an end, does it have a continuation? Does it have something that is intriguing me enough to see uh, um, a, a prequel or like a sequel to it? Or, uh, you know, a back to the future, too, if you will, even if it sucks. But um, <laughs> that's what I'm looking for, you know, in a movie is is if it's cohesive enough to make sense and um, and and piques my interest. And this did. I, it did. It had a beginning, a middle and an end. Now, I mean, we could talk about the end, but I'll wait for a little bit on that. But uh, um, basically, it, it's kind of fun how this all takes place. And I, I like the setting and the idea that this sets um, this starts up back in like 1914. Yeah. And right. uh, that, that these aliens have like, you know, come here and um, settled down and they're, they're looking for a place to hide these special stones that could either save or kill all of humankind. And it's kind of neat that it was uh, set back there with Luke Perry from 902. Yes. <laughs> Actually, when Zinger and I were watching it the other day, I was like, oh, it's Luke Perry. And what did you say? You thought it was Matthew? I thought it was Matthew Perry. <laughs> I thought she said Matthew Perry. And I'm like, no, that does not look like him. And friends must have been mean to I him. I know. Then, and I'm looking at him like, terribly. what are you talking about? No, Luke Perry. He's like, oh, so yes, I love I love Luke Perry being in it. It's awesome. I didn't remember the beginning to this movie like at all. It's really funny. I mean, like, I'm trying to remember the last time I actually saw this, like, as, like, and I used to watch this all the time. And I'm wondering if I watched it, like, on reruns or something on TV, and I caught, like, 20 minutes into the movie, you know, after watching the actual, but I was, like, while I was rewatching, I'm, like, I didn't, I didn't know. I, I, I didn't remember Luke Perry at all. I was, like, I, I'm, like, he was in this movie. He was part of this movie. I'm, like, really? So, yeah, it was kind of funny to kind of rewatch it. Does the beginning kind of remind you of um, Stargate? Just that whole like the sand and the 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 children and in the tomb, like it just gives me that Stargate type of feel. Yeah, I don't know, that yeah. I got that. Indiana Jones, something like that, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I, I I picked up more Indiana Jones personally, but yeah. I'm not a super Stargate fan. You should be. Uh. <laughs> um, so just real quick, um. I, I thought this was interesting because, you know, rewatching the movie, and like I said, I, I've kind of watched it interspersely since, you know, me and you met. And watching it recently, I was sitting there, and the whole time I'm going, what is this based off of? Like, what comic or what, you know, thing did he find a basis off of? And it surprised me to find out that he actually started writing this himself when he was 16. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that it th this is all from him. And he um, started the movie, making the movie when he was 38. So I thought that was interesting, even though he has pointed out that he did take inspiration from, you know, comics and other medias and stuff. But sure. it, it was but just one of those things. 
it blew my mind that this came from just one guy kind of sitting there when he was younger, kind of creating his own story. Yeah. Well, I think like, you know, like all the, all the uh, aliens that are in his head and everything like that. I don't know. It's, it, it's very dark crystal ish, you know? I, yeah, and, I, I, I can definitely see that. Yeah. I, I was totally feeling that vibe and, and I'm like, man, I mean, this stuff is like, you know, uh, it, it still holds up. I mean, it's just, it's, it's kind of funny. It's, you know, uh, but, uh, looking at the film itself and like looking through all like the, uh, characters that were developed and involved. I mean, geez, I mean, I would put it up against a couple of films that haven't had storylines that, uh, in recent days, <laughs> Yeah, I'm not <laughs> going to say which film <laughs> recent days that have, uh, that's, uh, the st- you know, the characters aren't fleshed out enough. And, and they did that with this film in a very simplistic but very stylized way. Right. Yeah, they, I feel like they, they didn't, like, beat you over the head with narrative to flesh out the characters, too. It was a very natural right. presentation of the characters. And, and, the, and the designs of the aliens, um, one, one of my notes I was taking during this was I, I loved the design of, you know, all the different alien races and everything in this seemed like it, it, it it's very livable it's very lived in it's very you know it seems practical and everything so i i really enjoyed that and it does age i think phenomenally well like if you told me this movie was 20 years old i would have probably guessed early 2000s like from mm-hmm. just some of the stuff and i mean it, it uses cg when it needs to but a lot of it is practical effects which i think practical effects do hold up over a longer period of time in most cases yeah in, I- in most cases I, we've said that uh, on Broke Butt with uh, like Westworld, the original mm-hmm. movie, um, that there are so many special effects in that that are just, you know, there's it holds up because, you know, you light a guy on fire, it's going <laughs> to still look like you lit a guy on fire 20 years later. So, you know, you're not seeing all those CGI things. Um, there was a part where uh, Lilu, I think she was getting ready to jump out of the window yeah. before she lands in the t- with... Uh, uh, Bruce Willis, that that does seem and felt a little aged, but it did yeah. remind me of, of uh, Metropolis, which is a great movie. And it's one of those those scenes where you start to see, you know, um, aircrafts flying through the air and how well that holds up. So the only the only, the only issue I had, I think, was that one scene because you could kind of almost see like it kind of felt like a video game a <laughs> little bit. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I kind of let it go. I let, like, I let a lot of stuff go, ass Phil. <laughs> I'm like, ow. All right, so. All right, it's fine. Like, so real quick, since we're going to start discussing, I'm sure, uh, well, Dallas. Well, I, I kind of and- wanted to, to piggyback off of the designs. Oh, okay. Go um, ahead. And I'm sure a lot of people know, but it's definitely worth mentioning, is um, when you were talking about all the different alien races and, and yeah. all that stuff, the costume designs in this is amazing, too. Oh, yes, this. Yeah, and um, I always say his last name wrong. John, uh, Jean-Paul, is it Gautier? Or I always say... Gautier, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, he actually, you know, over... I think they said it was like over a thousand different costume designs that he did himself. Like, he really threw himself mm-hmm. into this work. And he's actually the same person that did the famous Madonna coned bra. So... It's kind of cool that somebody mm-hmm. like that did the costume designs and everything for this movie. All right, awesome. Mm-hmm. That's that's definitely really cool, and, and all the costumes are unique. Yeah. Though I'm not looking forward <laughs> Especially to Ruby Rod. 
we'll get to him I soon. Him. <laughs> I will well, say you this. Know, that actually supposed to be played. Um, they had asked Prince, and they had also asked uh, Lenny Kravitz, but because the uh, costumes by Gautier were a little bit too feminine, they both turned the role down. And <laughs> I don't know, we were just talking about the fact that Chris Tucker took this, and it's, it's a brave role to take oh, as a yes. male. And, oh, yes. And uh, I dig it. I mean, I a lot of people don't like um, now, like as an actor, like if we come down to it's like, oh, like how much you love Chris Tucker. I mean, I, I don't. But in this film, I do like he played the exact character that needed to be played. He needed to have that over the top. I don't know if you guys have ever watched uh, Black Mirror at all, but the second episode in there's this um, uh, th this whole like game show type of um a contest like that you can go in and and uh the character or the one of the uh, people on the show it it helps them survive they go to the like next level kind of a thing oh, okay. and, and it's very similar to this character where you know i was i was almost like watching it and there was like hi it's live it's ripping up you know and they're doing it and <laughs> it's very similar to black mirror so i was like wow i'm like like 20 years later they're even kind of referencing some of the things that were being used in the fifth element. So it's pretty darn cool. That is cool. All right. So real quick, Bruce Willis's character, who's on board with him having yeah. hair? Love him blonde. Ah, oh, darn it. See, I don't mind blonde. it either. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay. I mean, I like him bald too, but I, I think the hair works for this for that character. I, I will say it works. It was just very shell-shocked to see him with hair after I'm so used to in more modern movies and everything. He doesn't... He's He's gone bald, so... You definitely haven't seen Moonlighting yet then because, I mean, back in the day, he had, like, a mane. It was... I think it was even, like, a, it was, like, a mullet mane kind of a thing. So, yeah, he had hair, and I, I like him blonde. I think it works really good for the film. Yeah. You've got kind of, like, the blue... The reds and the blonde, and it it worked really well. You've got your prime colors there, so got that's your color palette. Yep. <laughs> well, I, I guess, ma'am, I'm just heartbroken because his his hairline's almost like mine, and if my hairline <laughs> keeps receding and I have to go bald, I'll just be a guy with a goatee and a bald head doing a podcast, which has been established. <laughs> that's a thing. <laughs> well, see what you okay, have to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're pretty for, pretty for TV. It's pretty fine. for the radio. Got it. <laughs> Um, so another character that I think we need to mention real quick, since we've, we've talked about all the, you know, heroes of this, let's talk about Gary Oldman. Oh yes, Zorg. Who, who in all honesty, he, in my opinion, I think he should get a Lifetime Achievement Award for his ability to just go into a role, and if you showed me this and then showed me Batman and said, oh yeah, by the way, same guy, I don't know if I would have believed you. I don't know. Right. He's just such a good job at just going into a role. Even though he hated his performance for this. Really? Movie. Yeah. Yeah. He hates. Oh, he hates it. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like it's. If you want to watch it, go for it. But he's just not a big fan of it at all. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, he uh, he picked an interesting accent to go with this. Um, it's almost like Texas. I mm -hmm. guess you could say almost kind of like a, a a southern accent. Really, the character himself, the costume is is kind of out there. But he is—he does exactly what Gary Oldman 
does in movies. He just kind of takes the role and makes it his own. And that's part of the fun in this. Uh, right. it's, it's a good character, it's a good role, and he plays it really, really well. He does play it well. I love him. So I know this is something I should have mentioned earlier, but this is supposed to be billed as an sci-fi action movie. Hmm. I kind of got more of a comedy feel at times from it. That that has a lot of really good comedy elements to it. Did anyone else get that when they were watching it? Well, I just I put it in the classification of cheesy sci-fi. I mean, it is. I mean, Starship Troopers. It's the same thing. It's an action sci-fi, but it's got tons of comedy in it. So it's that's kind of what I would classify it as. There's lots of Michael Bay like blow-ups scenes and i think that's probably where where they get the action there's lots of movement in this film Mm -hmm. um you know right from the get-go uh you've got this big alien ship coming in and then she's jumping off of stuff and you know she's running from the law and all these things are just happening like there's lots of movement and then obviously the big scene like uh with uh running away from everything i mean it's just like blowing this stuff up blowing that up so i can see where they would they consider action i think it's similar to mm, like a lot of a lot of films like this they like to throw humor in a lot of like the marvel comics you know where they are action movies um but what they'll do is they'll have like a snicker or they'll say something like, you know, she's stripping naked or something. And they just turn around and they're like, would you like a cup of tea? <laughs> like, just, just an add like a sense of humor to the film as opposed to, you know, just making it all right out action. Because right. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Your brain needs some place to rest in an action film. And the best way to do that is with a quick you know, two second sense of humor and then just move right back on. And your brain can go, okay. I can like my adrenaline can calm down for a minute. I don't need to take my, you know, my nitrin or nitrous <laughs> or whatever the heck that is for like heart pills. I'll be fine. I can make it through the rest of the movie. Awesome. Um, Ellie, I think you have some stuff that, that you wanted to mention. Oh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, uh, I, I wanted to talk about a little bit about the music. It's, um, the music in this film is great. There's a lot of it. I mean, it has music throughout the the mm-hmm. movie. And, um, of course, one of the most iconic scenes is the blue alien that does the, the opera, opera piece. Scene. Yes, exactly. Um, it's, it's just, I don't know. I could listen to that over and over and over again. And I thought it was really neat the way they had that. That pop opera vibe, and, and it was going on during, you know, the, the, the cut scene. scenes with yeah. the fighting. And so I thought that was just such a cool scene. I, I just enjoyed But throughout the movie, it has a lot of really neat music if you really pay attention to it. It kind of can can drown in the background, but it it's really actually has a lot of good sound and music in it. I know there was a tone there that I pointed out sounds like one of my alarms on my phone. Yes. <laughs> and it kept freaking me out because I'm like, why is my alarm on my phone going off? And it was something from the movie. So right. It, it has like that nice, you know, background music mm-hmm. to it. Um, de- definitely, I mean, the opera scene is very iconic. It's something that, like I said, it took me a while to watch this, but I knew of the opera scene. Right, yeah, because everybody talks I, about it. Before I got into it and everything. Um, like I said, I, I think that that was, the music is definitely something essential to this movie as well. Yeah. And the, um, I would agree. Oh yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, um, I, I love talking about music and film because I think it really does change the tempo mm-hmm. of a film and you've got a decent soundtrack 
that matches the film, it, it really does take it to a different level. Um, there's, there's been some films, you know, back in the days where it's just like, it doesn't, the soundtracks don't match up, you know? And I think uh, a lot of problems that I have in movies are with soundtracks. And one thing that I feel that really kind of pushes me over the edge is when you have this feeling and, and this is what that particular scene is that you were talking about, Ellie was, you know, this opera singer just, kind of brings it to this full crescendo and something's about to happen and they use the mute instead of not only just the color and some of the scenes you know moving back and forth but they're using all of your senses to get just totally wrapped up into this film and then boom you know there's a shot fired you know uh the fifth element herself is kind of like uh you know going into you know the breakout like what is it's like a a karate chop kind of a thing (laughs) Like, here I go. And it, everything starts from that point. So I think when it's done right, it's done well. It can add even to a cheesy movie um, a sense of depth. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I don't know. Um, did you want to? I think it's interesting that the story behind the blue alien and how she was cast. And oh, did you want to talk about that? Uh, you can handle that one. Okay. Um I, I just thought it was interesting the way they he had originally cast somebody else as as that character, um, and it was his his wife at the time, and and I thought mm-hmm. it was neat the way that um, they said in in the movie they kept her completely hidden until she was revealed because yeah. they wanted everybody to kind of awe and you know and gape and go oh wow that's really cool looking and so I thought it was kind of neat that not only she played the character you know he ended up using yeah. her as a backup but then the way they kind of kept it all hidden until she was finally revealed so i thought that was kind of cool oh i thought yeah. you were going to talk about how he divorced his wife and then was <laughs> this isn't oh, a gossip Bruce. show jeez <laughs> <laughs> but doesn't he marry uh, Me, uh yeah. Django yeah yeah like two years later yeah yeah He's like, um, ah. The language that she uses in the movie. Yeah, they made up their own little... Yeah, they made up their own little language, and they could actually... Luke Besson and her actually discuss stuff on set in that language. Right. So, that's just kind of oh, odd. So and <laughs> Chuck, we'll the uh, love connection going on there. Just kind of talking <laughs> to each other. Under, under the radar, it's kind of like speaking Russian in front of somebody. Like, nobody knows what you're saying. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, and I made this up, so I can say whatever the heck I want. So, it's all good. All right, well, I guess we're at the part now, since we've kind of been discussing different parts of the movie, we've gotten to Chris Tucker's character, which we kind of mentioned earlier, but I think that he kind of came into this... Green, super green. And stole the show. <laughs> yes, he was awesome. Out of nowhere. And I mean, it's it, we, we discussed it earlier, I think that Chris Tucker did an amazing job in this. Mm-hmm. I, I just, he just stole this every scene he was in after he was introduced, I feel. Which um, he he did he did give a good um, kind of balancing act to a lot of the action going on to his comedic response to it. Yes. Now he would right. of course take that and go on to utilize that in the Rush Hour movies, but that's a discussion for a different day. Yes, that's another day. <laughs> <laughs> I I just all I have to see is an image of Chris Tucker in 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 this character, and it just makes me giggle. He just it just yeah. makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I loved him. I mean, he def 
definitely did a good job in this. Like uh, I was kind of hinting on before, it was uh, you needed an over the top character. And what's really funny is we have these characters today in our you know tv and movies and things like that so this really it was a stretch back then it was kind of ostentatious to look at and you're just kind of like wow that's ridiculous yeah and then i don't know has anybody ever seen x factor or anything <laughs> i mean geez it's all in there i mean you could definitely see uh you know like from the voice or somewhere like that just these characters kind of just pop out so he he just just played the character well and um i don't know he kind of came off of like i said he came off of friday and he kind of you know kind of did the same kind of a character but just kind of uh made it more into uh, um, a role that i don't think was supposed to be this big and it, and it did it made the it made the movie so it was a lot of fun to watch so cultural impact that this has had I mean, Ellie, would, what, what, you would consider this movie a cult classic instantly, right? Oh, yeah. And, I mean, it's it's definitely still relevant. I mean, it gets brought up. It's something that, I mean, with with Valerian coming out, this is obviously something that I, I think that he, Luke Besson's working on Valerian now, but obviously the story of Valerian and the comics from Valerian obviously influenced him during the making of the fifth element so it's kind of it's kind of weird how it kind of you know i guess sort of what goes around comes around with, with that it was just mm-hmm. kind of interesting how it kind of he's there now but it also inspired him so i'm just really excited because you know this <laughs> he inspired himself yeah because <laughs> the, the world of valerian just from the trailers and everything i mean the movie isn't out yet but it just looks amazing well he has a, a very niche style yes I mean, you and can tell it's when it's his films um lucy's another one that yeah. that, that he did and mm-hmm. i haven't seen that oh, yet yeah. but um have carrie have you seen that one i know ellie has yeah yes i absolutely have that's a that's a great film and that uh, one, with, I, uh, yeah, it's it's a good movie. I I'd recommend that one definitely. Yep. Lots of fun, um, interesting concept of of uh, life itself. Yeah. So yeah, very cool. Well, this kind of deals with. I mean, this this movie has themes of life and very strong female leads as well too. Um, I, I know that I should have mentioned this earlier, but but before I watch the movie, and this actually does happen about nine times out of ten. Whenever mm-hmm. we're out somewhere and Ellie gets a pass for something, <laughs> she will yeah. legitimately be like, Lulu, multi-pass. Yeah, every time we go to a convention or anything where you have like your landlord with the, you know, with your three-day pass, whatever. <laughs> yes, I'm always like, Lulu, multi-pass. And, and Singer's like, oh my like, gosh. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, uh, Well, it's just great because like, like, like half the time, like I'm getting stuff on, putting my backpack on, and I'll just hear that behind <laughs> me. For like five minutes after we've gotten our passes, it's just her walking around, kind of keep saying that. <laughs> I'm I'm a dork. <laughs> you know what you should it's... do? You should cosplay as her one time. <laughs> oh, so the bandage one, right? Yes. Yeah, so it makes sense. <laughs> right, of course. <laughs> and I could walk you around with the. <laughs> I could walk uh, around with a chick on. <laughs> <laughs> if you could pronounce her whole entire name, then I, I think you should. Oh, oh yeah, wow. her, for sure. Her Woo. name, okay. You want to try to attempt to pronounce this real quick? Oh my gosh! Isn't it like Lulu Nailakarabi Lamanai Takakabete something like that? 
Um, and bless you. Yes. Excuse you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you're going to try it, Ellie? She just tried it. I don't have to try it now. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I, 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 I got off the hook. All right, I'm going to see if I can Pull do this. Up. See how close I was. I, we we got it pulled up actually. Yeah, he's pretty. You were pretty. Close. You were pretty I close. Yes, we could do that. We could just sit there and say Cornelius for like an hour. <laughs> I know Cornelius. All right, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna attempt to do it. Mila Jovovich. Oh come on! No. What that that no. that one's pretty hard to pronounce too. You're right, that is. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know you do this all the time, Carrie, on um, BrokeBot, and I, I should have told you to prepare for this. Is there a Law & Order connection in this movie? Uh, yeah. Okay, you, you, you came prepared. No, I don't even have to look. Oh! Luke Perry, Luke Perry was in an episode of Law & Order SVU <laughs> uh, Victim Unit. He played a rapist. Oh! and uh, I can see that. He actually married, married the who he raped and uh-huh. she didn't know he raped her because he wore a mask and it was oh. Luke Perry. Luke Perry the raper. Nice. So yeah. Law and Order Connect. There Man. you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's any other ones, but it's funny because like that's how I think now. Like when I'm watching a movie, I'm like, huh, I saw him in Law and Order. I'm like, oh my God, damn it, damn it, get it out of my head. <laughs> <I can't." laughs> well no, I was that's about really to funny. I was about to say the um the father of Vito Cornelius, um, Ian Holm as um, Bilbo Baggins' connection to Lord of the Rings to another great franchise. But then I remembered, I'm like, you you enjoy your 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 Law and Order connections on Brokebot, so I wanted to give you the opportunity I to. Do. The only reason I do is because Phil talking about. That's why I do that. Um, he doesn't watch the show, and I force him to listen to my ramblings on. It's what I like to do with Phil. I uh, I force him into things. It's fun. I, I just I just enjoyed <laughs> the fact how, how you had that like locked and loaded. I thought I was gonna have to you I know. know wait a I'm second. I'm impressed. That's yes. Yeah it's crazy. I know I do this with a lot of movies. Like I was really mad because we went in and uh, I'm like oh like I just sat down and James looks over at me he's like what? I'm like I don't need to look it up. I'm like there's the chick right there. And he's like, who? And I'm like, it's the daughter of the guy who's the law and order guy of all the time. And so it was funny. I told Phil, I said, it's the daughter. Sorry. And he's like, no, no, they can't be related. They have actually had to have had time on the show. You need to find another connection. And I'm like, <laughs> fine, I'll find another connection. You won't let me have siblings or daughters or sons or whatever. Fine. So it was like, I'll go look. And he's like, yeah, you go do that. I'll, I'll talk to you tomorrow. I'm like, found it. He's like, damn it. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. Yep, don't even try it. So yeah, it's pretty funny. All right. So earlier we talked about some of the designs of the, of the alien races. And there are a few that are in the movie. But there are two that you are more distinctly um, shown and are more present. And I know Ellie, Ellie has some stuff on both of them. So... So let's have give give her the reins for a minute. Oh, okay. Well, I will take the Mondashaw ones. All right. Please don't hurt me if I'm saying it wrong. No, that's those, that's that's those, actually I'm pretty sure pretty close to correct. Those ultra fans out there, <laughs> you can correct me. Um, I love these guys. They're so fun, and they're just like big and do do like they're doofy kind of. It's really <laughs> it's really interesting how they're like some of the most advanced. Yes. Things in the universe, 
And, like, they can't walk fast enough to get through the thing before they get smushed. Yeah. Yeah, come on, dude. Yeah. I know. But, but, but the, they're super cute. I love them. Yeah. Like, the, and they wobble and they don't fall down. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. See? You know where I'm coming from. And I know that behind the scenes stuff, it was very interesting because they had yeah. to get actors. They had to be very specific on who they cast to play Six, these. nine. You had yep. to be six, nine, and it took them over three. 20 to 30 minutes to put you into costume. Three, at least three people. And, and three people helping. Yes. So that's really cool. But I, I just think they're fun. And, and then the, um, the little spikes, the, like, mm-hmm. the raised things on their shoulders, um, the more they had, the more decorated of a... Higher ranking they high, were. Yeah. So I just, they're, they're lovable and fun and, and shiny. So I think they're cute because when you, they first come in, you see, like, these big, like, elephant feet. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't know what they are and they come in you just see this big like horking thing and then they got these like little tiny cutie patootie heads and you're like i know oh. see they're adorable they're, they're so cute <laughs> I'm like, I will give you the key. here's all the elements <laughs> <laughs> like i said it's like it's very um uh, like dark crystal-ish right there that's what makes me feel. right when i saw them i was like oh this is kind of like dark oh crystal-ish. yeah yeah that is true mm-hmm and the other race, the I guess the bad guys in this for the, the most Mangalores. part. Yes. Now they can shape shift. Yes. Which I um, love it. Th- there was that very interesting interaction um, with. Well, there's a couple because you have Zorg. Yeah. When he's um, thinking, he's getting a box full of stones and giving. He gives them- him that speech about you know be. Be yourself. I'm not. I was about to try to do an impression of him. No, and please I, do. No, I can't. Oh, come I can't. on. I can't. Chick on. Chick on. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. Now, listen here. You got to be proud of who you are. You got to be proud of who you are and your heritage. There you go. See? Uh, it's it's right. odd how, how natural I can <laughs> j- jump into that, by the way. Hey, it's it's better than what I could have done. <laughs> But I I, th- I thought that was that that was a nice little nod there, and I honestly later on when he is serving the drinks, mm-hmm. I did not notice it was the same person for a second. Like I'm like, why does that guy look familiar? Oh yeah. And then when he enters the room, they all point gun. I'm like, oh, that's right. Well, it's and the- then they shape shift um, when they're trying to get on the the boat originally, mm-hmm. where the one supermodel that's yeah. bald and the yeah and gorgeous lady with no hair. <laughs> But they were, yeah, they were shape-shifting there, too. That was them. Oh, I, I did enjoy the whole everyone trying to be Corbin Dallas. Yes, that was great. Scene. Like, everybody was trying to get on claiming they were him. Mm-hmm. And and I know we, we're going to talk about Corbin Dallas in a second, but I, I just want to give a shout-out to his mom, who was <laughs> never seen on screen, <laughs> but can oh, be heard awesome. yes. through a phone from a mile away. He's like, ugh, like face plans. He's like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> and then, oh, please, this doesn't even sound like the president. The president's an idiot. <laughs> idiot. If you want to talk to your mother, just avoid me like usual. Huh? Yeah, I love And her. they're like hot potatoing the phone, like <laughs> back like, through oh, everybody. <laughs> so we, we've, we've gone through the, discussing a lot of this movie, yes. but we have skipped the main character excluding me talking about Bruce Willis's hair. Oh, so, you you mean Mel Gibson? What? <laughs> that's that's one of the people that was originally up for the role. Really? Yes. Yes, Mel Gibson. Sorry, I'm I'm trying to envision I, this movie with with Mel Gibson. No, isn't that funny? No. I just see him just yelling the entire time. 
I, I, I think the Definitely. character. You cannot take my elements. Something like that. <laughs> I, I really like Bruce Willis's character in this. It's it does have diehard elements at yes, times. Yes, he diehards the crap out of this character sometimes. Um, no, I mean he he does such a great job in this, and yes, he did diehard the crap out of the uh, luxury boat scene. Definitely, <laughs> he did that whole scene just made me think of Die Hard. But I, I think he did a great job. He played the role comedy when needed. Obviously, I guess this, this is weird to say for a male character, but kind of starcross lover, starstruck lover, mm-hmm. with um with with him and Lilu. So that that was that was very interesting. Um, and his apartment actually was pretty cool. The way that you know they had the bed that that would come out pre wrapped right. and everything. The shower. The, the shower the and aut- the fridge. The auto wash. Um, how when the police came by, like, I I thought that was very interesting world building stuff with that. And didn't the cigarette machine he have say quit smoking and it had the cigarettes in it? Or or did I just notice that wrong? Oh, I don't know. I I thought, yeah, I thought the little cigarette machine that he has the cigarettes and says keep smoking. I mean, quit smoking. Hmm. I I thought I noticed that. But he, he he has the cat too, that... Rots its brain watching TV. Oh, that cat is so cute. I know. Aww. It is a cute cat. So, well, you know, if you think Mel Gibson would have been bad in this role, you know who was up for the role of Lilu? Oh. Yes. Oh, you you know this one? Yeah, I'm going to let her do it, though. She does. She should know. I do know. Go ahead. Tell, tell him. Julia Roberts. What? Yes. I can't see that. Huh? Mel Gibson and Julia Roberts, you know, it's a couple made for, I don't know. <laughs> Got a little pretty woman in there and, and. Okay, okay. Had, uh, I think Elizabeth Berkley also nice. um, tried out for the role, but they didn't give it to her because Showgirls had just failed like, pretty bad. <laughs> oh, Showgirls. I think it's still Saved by the it's Bell. It's like the most <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I, I I can see the character of Lilu in the Julia Roberts, in the Pretty Woman, you know, the snap the, the the case closed and the ha ha ha. I can see it just in that. If if you can just <laughs> that was keep a her great in impression, <laughs> if you can just keep her in that mode the entire movie, then I can kind of see it. But if you pair it up with Mel Gibson, it just it falls apart. I know it does. It's crazy. So definitely, I mean this this movie. I, I like that it was just somebody different. It wasn't like these big, big stars. I mean, Bruce Willis has star power, I guess, in the time. But, uh, you know, I, I don't think it needed a really strong uh, female blockbuster on top of it. Because then it would have really been hokey and really cheesy. And I don't think I would have liked it as much. I, I mean, definitely a lot of these people have gone on to do a, a lot more with their careers and everything. So it was really cool, you know, that a lot of them did start out or, you know, got a bigger start from this movie and everything. And... I mean, Bruce Willis was obviously established. Gary Oldman was kind of around at the time. And Mila Jovovich was, you know, up and coming as well as Chris Tucker. So they've all gone on to do some great stuff. So mm-hmm. I think you are correct. If this movie did have, you know, more star power, I don't think it would have. It, it might have cut back on other stuff that might not have, you know, money they they put into other stuff that I think definitely as we've well, established. Well, I think this movie mm-hmm. would have made any uh money without you know the acting prowess of vin diesel because yes he was in this film and not credited and what was voiced, he voiced finger 
in this film and he was just not credited for it but he is indeed finger which goes to show <laughs> range as usual my favorite vin diesel oh. playing an iron giant and groot <laughs> <laughs> my favorite character actor ever <laughs> wow i did not know he was in this gotta that, love it that's surprising huh that he was acting then or oh no no i, I knew he was acting <laughs> then because um because oh. Uh, Saving Private Ryan was right around the corner from from this movie, yeah. and when it was got, got made. Then, oh, if I ever meet you, I just give you a hard time. But come on, come <laughs> on, one word lines and everything, you get paid millions of dollars. God, it's crazy. Which reminds me, you know how much money this movie made back how, then? How much? All right, so it was like, like it, it, opening weekend, it was like seventeen million, and it was like had a budget of something like. Uh, I don't know, like, I think it was like 26 or something million, like, or whatever. But it made over $263 million yeah. in 1997. That's insane. That's insane money. So this was a big deal, and it's still kind of a big deal, I would think. I wonder if they're going to re-release it in theaters again since it's the 20-year. I hmm. would go watch it. <laughs> I, I, I know you would. <laughs> and I know exactly what, what you'd say when you get got your ticket. Multipass. Lilu Dulles. Multipass. <laughs> Chicken. All right, so this has been a great discussion on a movie that obviously you know we 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 all have enjoyed, and you know, twenty years later, apparently our kind of opinion is this movie holds up. So so that's definitely good. So if you haven't seen Fifth Element, and for some reason you're listening at this point, go out and watch Fifth Element because we did kind of avoid any spoiler stuff. So for the most part, um. So definitely right. go go check out the movie if you haven't. Um, and as for checking out stuff, we have Carrie Sims on. And Carrie, where can people find you and what you do? Uh, um, you can kind of find me over at BlazingCaribouStudios.com. Um, I run all the shows there. We have so many of them, but... but some great ones out there. We've got the Varmints podcast. Uh, we've got Broke Bob Mountain, uh, Sketching Comedy, Trivia Geeks, Rounds and Breakdowns, Geek Cinema Society, Statecraft, and I'm probably missing one, and I'm going to get shot in the foot. 8-Bit, 8-Bit Avenue. Uh, I think that's all of them. Um, but we have more shows coming in the rears, and they're coming up strong and fast, and we're just really excited to be a part of the podcasting thing. So if you want to reach me, uh, you can reach me there, or you can hit me up on Twitter at Carrie Sims one. I just want to say, Ellie and Justin, thank you so much for having me on here. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Oh, no. Oh, it, no. It, it was you. our pleasure. It was definitely enjoyable to have you on. And we're hoping to have more from the Blazing Caribou family guesting on this. Oh, you can have them all. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> at one time. At, at one time. All of them at one time. Everyone on at once. <laughs> no one will know what's going on. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks again, Carrie. We're going to go to a quick break. Um, this is Zingness, and we'll see you on the other side of this break. Bye. Trivia Geeks, the Unpredictable Game Show podcast is back with a brand new season. They've got a new host, new games, and a new day and time. But that's not all. Now you can download their companion app, Triv Now, and play along in real time. Watch Carrie on YouTube as she tries to convince her partner that his dark night hasn't risen in years. Listen on Diamond Club and Alpha Geek Radio, Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can also follow the show on Facebook and Twitter and get all the latest updates and showtimes. Welcome back. You got me and you got, of course, Zinger. 
And, I, well, I, Ellie, I'm here too. Yeah, so that that was a great discussion with Carrie Sims. Yes. Um, I'll, I'll have a course in the show notes, some of the shows she's on. And I've I've actually worked with Blazing Caribou before for other stuff. So that's definitely something to check out. I've been on uh, Trivia Geeks. I've been on Geek Cinema Society to discuss V for Vendetta. So that was a lot of fun. So definitely check out their, all the podcasts they offer. I'm sure I'll be appearing on another one soon, too. So who knows? Mm. But it was great to have her and everything. So definitely, yeah. oh, um, yeah. definitely check those out. But... We've got a few things to do before we go this week, so we've got actually a five-star review to read from f- iTunes. Did you combine five-star and iTunes? Shh. <laughs> okay. Nice. I, I, I make up words. I haven't done I it in a while. I know. So why don't I just combine words? <laughs> All right, so we've got a review to read. Yay! Ellie, if you would be so kind... Yes. Just started, but loving it. Do I say the name? Yeah, that's, I mean, if you want to. By Freddie Sam Rickson. Mm -hmm. This is the only pop culture review show I listen to. On the whole, I'm not the biggest fan of the genre. I I know, right? (laughs) I'm sorry. But, but, there's a but. I know, there's a but. It's a big butt. (laughs) But Justin and Ellie's chemistry is undeniable, and you can tell they are both very well informed of the topics they present about, as well as hear their passion, which keeps the listener entertained and engaged. Love the stuff, guys. Keep it up. Exclamation point. Well, thank you for that. Yes, I'm so excited. And I know that came from the... One of the hosts of the Not Alone podcast, which I've been listening to recently. So check that out if you're into the paranormal and stuff like that. Mm. Oh, I thought you were going to do your creepy voice. I, 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 I did the... Creepy podcast. I did the finger thing I, <laughs> I, know, I do when I do my creepy voice. Which, <laughs> that's what made me think which, of Which, once again, great stuff for podcasting right now is me doing my <laughs> finger thing Everybody that I do. can see it. Basically, I, base, I kind of just drum my fingers like they're little spider's legs. Right. And I'll normally do the voice. Oh, everybody, just Hates get ready it. for that in October. It's going to be fun. But anyways, <laughs> definitely check out that podcast. I'll have that one in the notes as well. But um, we just wanted to thank you for that. And we did actually get a message real quick that we're going to read. So we had somebody give us a response to our Scott Pilgrim episode. Yes. Which just came out recently, so check that out. Mm-hmm. Ellie, if you would. Um, awesome episode based on Scott Pilgrim. Convince me to check the movie out. Ordered from Amazon already. Well, awesome. I yeah. mean, that's it's really great that that you know we were able to because I know that um I believe Russ has has let us know that he picked up Fables when we did that, and a mm-hmm. lot of other people have let us know from our read this and watch this and stuff we've recommended they've picked up. So that's awesome, and we love when you guys let us know that you're reading or checking out stuff that we've recommended or yes. have reviewed. We know a lot of you have seen the Wonder Woman movie, so. We'll be doing that. So if you have any opinions on that, definitely tweet at us and let them let us know your opinions on that. Thanks for the reviews. Thanks for you know the messages, the messages. sent yep. to us. We we love reading them. Ellie Ellie really enjoys reading them. It, it makes her like she she gets so excited when I tell her we have a new message or a new comment and stuff like that. So um, I do yes. Oh, we do have one more though. Oh, we do have one more. Sorry, I I almost forgot about our SoundCloud. I hope you guys do a review of the Wonder Woman film. And it has to be spoiler-filled, Sigh. 
So good and so much to talk about. All right. Well, I did respond to them on our SoundCloud account, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to let them know in person, or I mean, over audio, <laughs> we're, we're both letting you know that right. we are doing the review next week. So yes. next week, definitely check that out. Um, a and few... we'll have the counter for the spoiler part. Yes, we, we will have a... <laughs> I, I feel like that movie's going to be... We're going to have, you know, a very short, you know, here's a quick rundown, and then the rest of the podcast is going to be spoiler-filled. So we'll make sure to notify you of when that is. Yes. But definitely check out Umbrella Academy Volume 1. That is our read this for this month. Yes, it's so good. Please check it out. You'll love it. So for Star Wars, definitely check out Rogue One. That is our Star Wars discussion. That Mm -hmm. will be out later this month as well. I like that So check that out. We will see you guys next week. But if you want to listen to us in the meantime, you can catch up on what we're on all of the backlog podcasts or any new ones on iTunes. SoundCloud. Stitcher, Google Play, and tuned in. And mm-hmm. if it's on iTunes, give us that five star review. We will read Yay. it and it will make Ellie's day to I read know. them. And you know you, you want to make my day. So you can also find <laughs> us on Facebook, Zingness. You can tweet at us on Twitter at Zingness. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go to Instagram. We put up little uh, photo montages of yes. what's coming up at Zingness Podcast. And you can also find us playing some games such as Injustice. You can play some more of that. I will definitely be playing some Are more of that. Are you working on any particular character? Actually, they just released something to where you could get the Wonder Woman armor from the movie. Oh. And I got all the pieces, so now my Wonder Woman nice. character looks like the one from the movie. I was pretty excited when I was watching you the other day and um, Supergirl, uh, before she gets in her costume and she she looks like from the tv show yeah she looks so much so that was that was pretty cool to see that so so you can also if you want to contribute to the podcast go to patreon.com slash zingness you can find us on youtube as well at just search zingness and if you want to email us directly you can go to zingness at gmail.com some of our sound effects were provided by a aaron and finally dj golden boy 89 play us out what i'm doing right now i'm like i'm walking like them